Well, hello, friends. I hope you're doing well. I hope you enjoyed your holiday. Um, I am working this Saturday um, in my office, and I had some thoughts and I wanted to share. This episode is going to specifically talk about parenting, and I'm going to talk about my journey and just how sometimes uh, we have to take a step back from things to get perspective. Recently, I've been caring for my mom who's on the road to healing with her back surgery. And I've had some really insightful conversations and observations being in her presence. And I'm grateful for that. And, you know, it sometimes takes things of this nature for you to get even closer to people or learn more even about yourself. Because sometimes we think it's about the other person, but really it's about us. So I wanted to kind of talk about some things I was walking through in my mind as a parent and how I reflect on my parents. And I'll say in my parenting journey, it was tough. I had my first daughter very early. I wasn't prepared. I wasn't financially prepared. And I definitely wasn't mentally prepared. So you have this single mom in the world who uh, is on the low income uh, poverty spectrum. And I'm trying to figure it all out. And my mom at the time was in another state. And um, I had relatives, you know, nose close by me, but it just wasn't the same. And, and I don't want to say that those relatives weren't helpful, but at the time I just wanted my mom, you know, and as much as they tried to pour into me and give me guidance and advice, I think if I can look back realistically, I was just very resistant and um, I felt bitter because things didn't go as I had planned. And surprise, that's parenting in a nutshell. <laughs> you know, things don't always go how you expect them to. And it's also pivotal for you to understand that you're growing right there with the child. Um, I've only had my kids young, so I can't speak to being an older parent. But parent, parenting isn't linear. And it has a lot of curves and waves to it. And we have to be open to the experience that it's not going to look the same for each child. And each child comes into this world and space with their own set of needs. And I recently reached out to my siblings, you know, because I'm worried about my mom and her spirits. And this is my mom's favorite time of year. My mom grew up really poor um, and they didn't have much Christmas or holidays. And um, she comes from a really large family. And I think they would get baskets from the nuns and Maybe that would include like some nuts and some fruit and, you know, whatever uh, little things that the churches had at that time. And my mom is in her early 60s now, but my mom always went out of her way to make the holiday special for us. I never felt like, you know, I suffered or I didn't have anything um, that I wanted. And I look back and I marvel at her resilience there's a part of me that also doesn't understand all the barriers that she overcome to be the best parent that she could. And I fast forward to current because um, just on a personal note, you know, my mom has expressed some angst about my brother um, not visiting her since she's had surgery. And unfortunately, I would love to say this is the first time I've had this with my sibling. And I'm being candid here. Um, it does bother me as well that, you know, I will, I feel like sometimes my brother doesn't um, 
share the same sense of I don't want to use the word loyalty, uh, but he doesn't seem to have the same fever pitch of um, wanting to make connection with our parents. And, you know, as siblings, we all have our own unique relationship with our parents. I look at my kids and I have my own unique relationship with each of my three girls and they're all very different. You know, I love them all equally, but they're they're different and I love them in different ways. I can't love them all the exact same, but I know the love is equally. Um, they, they all are extensions of my heart. And I think sometimes people think when we get older that that changes and it really doesn't. Your love just morphs in a different way. You're no longer, you know, changing diapers or picking kids up from soccer practice or, you know, doing the sleepovers. You're now talking your adult kids through some of the toughest times that they're going to endure, and there's nothing you can do about it. You know, there was no manuscript for us to handle this pandemic. You know, we've had SARS and there was the Ebola virus, but not to this magnitude that, you know, it shut down so many places and spaces and the contraction rate is so easy and so high. It's just so detrimental on a whole different scale. So we're all kind of going through this together. And I think sometimes, you know, especially in my journey of being a parent, I really struggled, you know, early on with feeling comfortable and confident within myself. So I'm sure that didn't translate well to these little queens I'm raising now and who are now women, uh, at least two of them off and running. And I think sometimes as adult children, we have to uh, give our parents grace and space. And what I'm not saying is if you have situations where your parents were abusive and they mistreated you, that you need to sign up to just be mistreated and take any kind of treatment from them. But what I will say is that you learn that they're just wounded. Often the people who commit the worst acts are the most hurt people ever. And, you know, you would say, like, why would you say that? Because hurt people hurt people. You know, I'm a positive person, and I don't ever think to get out of my car or harm anyone in any kind of way or use a weapon or anything outside of a self-defense. But I'm always thinking of how to approach a situation with love, care, and grace. And when people don't have that and they're absent of that, um, it makes a very dangerous place for us all in the world. And what I like to say to young parents is that you're not going to have it all figured out and you will have some regrets. But what I would like to say is that the time passes so fast and to make sure you don't get inundated with the little things that you can look at the bigger things. For example, you know, I would try to do traditions with the kids for Christmas. And my kids know I am not the best tree putter up. Matter of fact, I don't put up Christmas trees. They get up, but I don't have anything to do with them. I may buy them, but I'm not the one actually um, putting up the trees. And I know my strengths and weaknesses. And and I tried to be that uh, leave it to beaver uh, you know, family 
as a single mom and and I just always didn't make the mark and, and what I what I say to young parents is find your own path your dinners may not be fancy like the ones on Pinterest or Instagram but are the kids eating something nutritious are you at the table with love and grace doesn't have to be all matching table set but the thing that needs to match is our heart space and I say to adult children get the help that you need to move forward if you decide to be in a prison over things that happened to you as a child the onus is on you as an adult to find the best remedy to live in a healthier environment and not let that continue to take a real estate and not dealing with it and not having conversations isn't the way to handle it you have to really roll up your sleeves and get uncomfortable with being uncomfortable and understanding yourself and understanding your parents and you also have to open the door for forgiveness and it doesn't mean forgiveness looks like sitting at the table forgiveness means allowing that person in that situation to no longer take up real estate and steal time from you. You have given that situation the last bit of energy and you've decided that you're going to move forward. And that's truly what it's about. It's not about having these long conversations that people think that are going to come to resolve because guess what? We all have our point of truth. And it's hard to get adults to get away from their thought because a lot of times it's so built up with emotion and passion. Oftentimes, the true essence of logic just doesn't have anything to do with it. A lot of times, it's the position of how we feel about it that makes the issue so strong for us. It was, it's almost like the audacity of you to not acknowledge my pain. So I think a lot of times in the past, I wanted to sit down and air out all the dirty laundry and get that person to apologize, but it never happened that way. And when I learned to have my own sense of resolve, it freed me. It freed me from the prison of my brain to say, you know what, Sean? You're not going to go back in time and change that incident. The feelings were hurt. The tears were cried. Things were said. And where are you are today? So you have to figure out how do you move forward in the best way for you. And to realize if you live long enough that you're going to see a whole lot of different things. That you're going to experience times where... You know, you can look back at how your parents may have done something that at the time you didn't understand, but now you get it. And it's only sometimes when you go through a situation that you can truly have appreciation for it. And the words of wisdom I want to tell younger parents is that you can't buy your kids enough stuff. There's always going to be a new phone, a new device, a new something. Stay in your pay grade. Stay in your lane. And even if you have it, make those things a treat. 
when kids get to the point that they know that they're going to get something, they no longer have the same appreciation because it's a given that they're going to get. And the reality is once they turn that magic age of 18 and they become a legal adult, even though we know they're not legally ready to handle any of the world that we know, life doesn't happen that way. And it's not a true measurement of what you get in this lifetime. And just because you have a job and you pay your bills on time doesn't mean that you get a Birkin. Doesn't mean that you get trips every year to go to some fancy resort. And I think teaching children how to give back and the value of money and preservation, I think is a long lost overdue art. We teach children to be consumers or how to get people to buy into what it is they're consuming. And you realize that these turn into the adults, that every time you turn around, they have something new out. But at the same time, they can't tell you about their 401k or, or their investments because there is none. Or if um, by chance that they do come into money, that's all they can talk about their things. They don't have anything uh, that's humane to talk about. Everything is around a thing. They lack luster in human development. And we need more well-developed people to handle the ongoing changes of the world outside of just the social media entertainment frenzy that we have now. And I say as parents, as you get older, it's okay to tell your kids no. And I'm kind of going to this because I think we feel sorry and we feel like we can make up for something we didn't do when kids were younger. And you can't. And even if you think you're doing that, it still won't be enough. So you have to give from a place of fullness. And I had to tell my daughter that the other day is that I will demonstrate and show you boundaries and self-love within myself so you can understand what to do. Because what I was demonstrating is that if mom has her last five to ten dollars, I'm going to give it to you and I'm going to go out with go without something that I truly need. And that's not fair. And a lot of times the things that the children are asking for, even the adults, it's not life or death. And even if it is something that they desperately need and life happens to the best of us, sometimes if we just wait a little bit, things work out. Maybe not the way that they wanted them to, but there's another action that takes place. And maybe it shows them that, hey, if I don't put any money in my savings and my car breaks down, then I'm going to have a situation where I may not be able to get to work. Maybe I shouldn't have a Louis Vuitton bag if I can't truly put gas in my car every week. Maybe that means I temporarily have to get another uh, place of um, uh, another uh, means of employment because as I pay my bills with my current job, it's just paying my bills and I don't have any room in my budget. And if we're always doing our bailout, it doesn't help them. So you have to make sure that, especially for adult children, and even if you do have teenagers, they have to put some skin in the game, meaning that they have to put up capital and time and investment. 
and that it's not just your onus. And even if you say, I'm going to loan you the money and I'm going to give you two years to pay me back, draw up a true contract and stick to it. And let's say at the end of the year, the two years, and I know this seems really drastic, but but stay with me here. Because when you give away your money to your kids, most of the time it doesn't come back. But they'll go out and they'll give somebody else money or they'll sign up for an obligation and they'll pay that timely, but they won't pay you timely because mom and dad can always get their money back. They're okay. But you have to show your kids that my money is important too, not just when you need it. So even if you decide that you're going to give them the money back at the end of the contract, Or let's say there's no monetary exchange, but the monetary, but the exchange may be, you need to call me every Saturday at nine o'clock. But there needs to be some type of investment because when people don't work with investment, they don't look at whatever they're being given the same way. So people need to feel invested into whatever the situation is. And in this season of giving in the spirit of Christmas or Kwanzaa or any other holidays that you may celebrate during this time, I think it's so pivotal and important that people understand that just showing up is a gift in itself. And I think gifts can be beautiful and a wonderful thing to share. But I also think that our acts of service and our kindness go a long way. I would think that, you know, maybe my brother doesn't have the money to buy my mom anything. But my brother's a hell of a cook and a hell of a comic. And it would bring her so much joy to be able to hear a nice joke and to eat a nice bowl of soup made by somebody who truly loves her. So it's things like that that stay with us a lot longer than these other things. These are the things that we carry in our heart. I don't carry any of my designer bags in my heart. But most of them have come from someone who loves me. And I care more about the person who gave me the bag than the bag itself. So just thought I'd bring in a word about parenting and the holidays and giving back and being reflective as adult children and what to focus on in the bigger scheme of things. Namaste, friends.